Hello, welcome to Academy Days, a podcast of fiction stories for teen girls. I'm your host and author, Judith. Academy Days, Episode 4, Just Friends. Carmen Oliver looked out the van window at the old, three-story sewing factory that now contained Easton Christian Academy. Mom. Carmen trailed off, unsure how to word her argument in some new way that would make her mom listen. Carmen, this is a new school year. Maybe they got the elevator fixed over the summer. Carmen sighed. Not likely. Every day since moving into middle school and then high school, she'd wheeled herself into the old elevator and hoped that the contraption wouldn't eat her alive. Last year, her junior year, she'd gotten stuck in the death trap a total of 14 times. One day, while it was being repaired, she'd watched her classes via Wi-Fi from the first-floor library. Half her teachers had forgotten she was watching and blocked the camera. Carmen had memorized the coffee stain on her calculus teacher's skirt. It's your senior year, Carmen. You don't want to spend it homeschooled. Her mom put the car in park and got out to unload Carmen's wheelchair. Carmen didn't open her door. She stared out through the windshield. It wasn't just the elevator. One year at Easton must cost thousands of dollars. Why spend so much on private schooling when what she and her mother really needed was a refrigerator that didn't freeze everything and a couch that actually contained noticeable amounts of cushioning? Her mother knocked on the closed door. Are you coming? Carmen bit her lip, but didn't move. Mom had this rule for herself. She didn't do things she knew Carmen could do. Not even when doing them would speed things up or bypass Carmen's decision. Mom claimed it was number four on her personal ethics list. Right now, number four was super convenient because Carmen felt that a stalemate was in order. She stared straight ahead. This was not a tantrum about school or the elevator. It was time for her mother to abandon the super mom act. Carmen would do homeschool if it meant she and her mom wouldn't have to live, eat, and sleep in the living room all winter just to conserve heat. Mom watched Carmen a second, hands on hips. Then she marched to the front of the car and leaned against the hood. Carmen folded her arms. Fine. Her mother thought she could wait this out. Not this time. This was for her mother's good. A corner of Carmen's conscience vibrated. After all, she was well-versed, literally, in obedience and respect to parents, or in Carmen's case, parent. And she embraced this. But good stewardship was in the Bible too, right? A few minutes slid by. What did time matter? She was already late because of a doctor's appointment. Another reason to homeschool all the doctor's appointments. She missed hours of instructional time every year. A vehicle slid up alongside the van, and Carmen did a double take. It was a long black car. A limousine? Carmen caught sight of a uniformed driver as the limo inched forward. It pulled to the curb a few yards ahead of Mom. If the car held any passengers, they were hidden behind tinted windows. There weren't many limousines in the town of Easton. Sure, there were people around with money, but most just bought normal expensive cars. 
Ferraris or something. Maybe Easton Christian Academy had attracted a dignitary's child. Carmen waited for the chauffeur to exit the car and open one of the passenger doors. No doubt this new student would have accessorized the school uniform with crazy expensive shoes and a silk scarf or tie. But no one got out of the car. Her mom came back to Carmen's door, and Carmen opened it without thinking. Maybe the school's being watched by the FBI or something, Carmen said. Or maybe the president is thinking of sending his kid here. Mom shook her head. I doubt it. But it does make me uneasy that it's just sitting there, like someone is watching the school. Come on, get inside. I'll call the secretary and let her know there's a strange car out here. Carmen got into her wheelchair, too distracted to continue a stalemate. The limo's motor hummed as soft as an electric car's. It continued to idle. She said goodbye to her mom, an apology for being so obstinate almost coming out of her mouth before she bit it back. This was for their good. Mom's good. Maybe by tomorrow, Carmen would have more convincing arguments especially with creeper cars in the neighborhood. She wheeled herself up the side ramp of the front entrance and hit the automatic open button for the door. The motor growled, and then the door jerked open. Seriously, the technology for the impaired at Easton needed a total overhaul. Carmen paused before going inside and glanced back to the street. The limo was still there. One of the passenger windows rolled down about three inches. Carmen saw movement, someone peering through the opening, peering right at her. She shivered and wheeled herself into the building. Even the accident-waiting-to-happen elevator didn't seem so bad compared to someone watching her from behind tinted windows. Hey, Carmen! London Pella turned into the front lobby from the North Hall and bounded past Carmen towards the flight of stairs. See you on three. Carmen blinked. Since when was London Pella that cheerful? Sure, London always treated her politely, but that sparkly grin looked genuine, genuinely happy. She shrugged, probably just first day excitement. If Carmen knew anything about London, any excitement about school would be short-lived. A moment later, Carmen hit the elevator button, and the car screed down the shaft. She breathed a prayer for safety as she rolled herself inside and hit the number three on the metal panel. For the millionth time, she wondered about the taped-over spot where a fourth button would have been. Had the elevator once gone all the way to the school attic, or maybe down into the basement? She nudged the spot, even though she knew it wouldn't give. The bump under the duct tape remained solid. The elevator reached the third floor and opened without incident. Carmen closed her eyes in thanks. Although, if the elevator continued to work, she'd lose one of her main points of persuasion. As she rolled forward, someone stumbled against the wheelchair, and Carmen jerked back as a keychain-laden backpack plunked onto her lap. Sorry, Lacey Winters righted herself. So sorry. I was looking for something in my bag and not watching where I was going. You okay? Carmen hoisted the backpack towards the freshman girl. I'm fine. Lacey grabbed the bag and hugged it to herself. I can't find my schedule and I have no idea where to go for fifth period. 
Carmen pointed across the hallway. Looks like some freshmen are going into math class. Algebra, maybe? That sounds right, thanks. Lacey skittered across the hallway, her pink headband sliding back on her head until it hung like a loose rubber band on a doorknob. It matched the enormous scrunchie securing her braid. She turned at the classroom door. By the way, Ira has been looking for you. She backed into someone and began apologizing all over again. Carmen froze for a second. Ira hadn't called or texted all summer. Did he think she would be okay with that? Hey, Carmen. Nora Arjean nodded as she sidestepped around the wheelchair. Listen, I was wondering if you could tutor me in geometry this year. I'll pay you fair and square. I just want to make sure I don't waste a lot of time being confused when I have other things to do. Carmen smiled. Nora always got to the point within the first seconds of a conversation. Kind of rude but refreshingly straightforward, too. Sure, after school one day a week? Nora nodded. Tonight, at the public library. Carmen shrugged. Works for me. Thanks. Nora nodded again and continued on down the hallway. Carmen watched her go. Nora looked more tense than usual. Not that Nora ever looked very happy. As far as Carmen could tell, Nora hadn't made any close friends since coming to Easton last year. Carmen knew what it was like to feel a little on the outside of things. Maybe, maybe she could help Nora with more than geometry. Carmen found her locker and stowed first day of school extras and her lunch before going on to fifth period. Hey, Carmen, did you have a good summer? Carmen grappled with how to answer that question. So, Ira Winters meant to pick up as if he hadn't ignored her for three months. She turned her chair to face him. Hey, Ira. He smiled down at her. Where have you been all morning? Carmen bit back the words, where have you been all summer, and shrugged. Doctor's appointment. Ira's eyes widened. Seriously? Are you okay? Carmen squinted up at him. Yeah, it was just normal stuff. I go to the doctor a lot. You know that. Ira shook his head. Yeah, but this day has been weird. The ambulance has been here twice. A lemo keeps driving past the school. And Wendy Wells is spreading rumors about guns and tasers. Wow. Remind me never to be late to school again. Is everybody okay? Carmen moved along with Ira as they headed down the hallway. Think so. Ready for our senior year? We're almost done with this. He waved his arm at the long hallway that spanned the third floor, the high school floor of Easton. Carmen scanned the hallway lined with lockers and crowded with nearly a hundred ninth through twelfth graders. A block of ice thudded into place inside her stomach. No. No, she wasn't ready to be done with high school. Suddenly, despite her earlier desire to homeschool, she couldn't imagine life without ECA, without the friends she'd grown alongside of since kindergarten, and after graduation. Well, if Ira could go a whole summer without contacting her, why would their friendship continue once they left here? Carmen? Hello, Ira said. Carmen straightened in her chair. We should hurry. The bell is going to ring. Yeah, sure. 
Ira walked alongside of her as she guided her chair towards physics. Are you going to help me lead debate club? You know, like we talked about last year? Carmen paused. Okay, she couldn't let this pass. Where had he been all summer? We were going to plan stuff out during vacation, remember? She kept her voice even, but as she looked up at him, she felt an unexpected temptation to cry. Ira, I don't really know where we stand. She'd meant about the debate club, but it was like a magnet drew her eyes to Ira's. She wanted to add more words of explanation, but instead she felt her face warming. She looked away. So, I guess I need you to tell me. Oh, no. She'd never meant to corner him like this. Not like some girl out of a teen romance. No problem. Ira plopped a red folder into her lap. I have a whole file prepared. You can look it over in study hall and tell me what you think. She looked up in time to see him grin and wave at somebody. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, he said. Mrs. Tomer agreed to be moderator. Carmen slid the folder into a side pocket of her chair. I'll let you know, she said, keeping her head down. Wow, he'd missed it. He'd totally missed all the emotion she'd felt burning in her eyes. She could seriously slap herself. All last spring, she'd envisioned them on the verge of something special, something official. And then summer came, and the silence had gotten longer and longer, and now... Carmen turned her chair. I'll be to class in a minute, she said, wheeling towards the water fountain. Right. Ira continued on down the hallway. What was wrong with her? This was Ira, the guy she'd been hanging out with since freshman year. Why had she ever thought things would ever move beyond friendship now? She held her water bottle beneath the fountain spout and lectured herself on the value of steady friendship and not getting emotionally worked up. She took a long drink of the cold water. There. She was focused. She could do this. She could spend another school year of just being friends with Ira. Thank you for listening to another episode of Academy Days. If you have enjoyed these first four episodes, go ahead and give an honest review in your podcast app. Thanks for your help. Once again, thank you to Ashley Plank for Academy Days cover art and to Michael DiStefano for Academy Days theme music. Bye!